to another episode of Days, Days of, of the, the New. <laughs> Days of the New. <laughs> yeah. New. Is that, am I doing it right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sully. <laughs> yeah. This is our second episode. For those of you just tuning in, every episode, Nick and I look at the classic albums of yesteryear from the glorious period of about 1995 to 2003 when new metal was at its peak. Today, we're going to be revisiting the classic sophomore effort from uh, Orgy called Vapor Transmission. I'm, I'm a little excited to hear your take on this one. So this is an album that I never really listened to. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know why, because I really liked Orgy's first album. Although my parents weren't thrilled the day that I came home from Hot Topic with a, a shirt that said Orgy on the front, and then in like glitter on the back, it said Candy Ass. <laughs> That, that's one of those moments where you really have to decide what kind of father you're going to be, isn't it? So shout out to Mr. Shelton. I just got to say, I, I love Orgy. I still really, really like Orgy. I think that they, of that whole ilk of bands coming out, uh, the whole idea of new metal is it encapsulates what a high school cafeteria is perfectly. You have jocks, you have the shop kids, you have like your drug dealers, you have the older dudes who are dating the really hot girl but aren't in high school and hang out in the parking lot you have the uh, goth kids the art kids the skaters everybody is all forced to be together and the idea is what if all of them started bands and then toured together and became the biggest thing on the planet for like eight years (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like that's the thing about new metal that's absolutely crazy it went like I, I used this analogy the other day. It was the music that like the jocks used to like make fun of us for in high school, but now twenty years later, that's what they listen. Yeah. To. Oh yeah. It's it's bizarre because once like Follow the Leader came out and Corn was on TRL, it became cool. And like it's super weird to think that in its absolute heyday, wearing a red hat still meant that you were a douchebag, but it was for an entirely different reason. <laughs> Yeah, the, the red hat has had a really tough go of it <laughs> since like 98. I mean, Fred, I mean, they, these bands were on TRL. Like, you'd see a Backstreet Boys video, and then you'd watch that sick ass Todd McFarlane Freak on a Leash video from Corn would come on right after it. Oh, man, it was just so strange. And then that unfortunately led to like boy bands going away and being replaced by like, metalcore bands <laughs> so like the average like 12 year old girl was all into like attila <laughs> it's the perfect analogy bands like attila and emir are kind of the new new version of new metal because there definitely are still active new metal bands oh it's come back dude and some of them are big and but there's still like a a smaller level bands like dead spelled d-e-d but then, then there's some that are sick. Like Vane is sick. Vane is incredible. For those of you who haven't heard Vane, uh, Air Zone is their album. And it is like, these are kids who are like 12 years old and grew up on bands like <laughs> Orgy and then discovered bands like Converge and just put the two together. With a little bit of like prodigy. Basically everything that TRL threw at you and then like went away and you started playing VFW shows. We'll talk about some of those bands too, but. Today, we got to get into the business of talking about Orgy. Oh, God. I had to, like, burn my hard drive after researching this <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we get into vapor transmission, we need to give you a little background as to who Orgy was. 
So Orgy was formed in 94 in Los Angeles by a guy named Jay Gordon and a couple of other musicians he was playing with. And unlike a lot of the bands that we're going to talk about today, Jay Gordon actually has a lot of fucking talent. Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of the notes that I took are like, he's a better singer than just about everybody in new metal. Um, I think that when Orgy hits, it's hard. Like when they have a jam, it is a jam. But a lot of times where I wish that he had like another songwriter to help him with the hooks because he can yeah. sing them. He just, he can only write them every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's something that I'm going to arrive at. So Jay Gordon, along with being a front man and a musician in his own right, is also a producer. So Orgy has the distinction of, of a lot of these bands. They just sound better sonically. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Well, they were all producers because um, uh, Ryan Shuck and Amir Durak, the guitar players, well, the original guitar players are no longer in the band, but for the purposes of this show, they were there on this album. They're both producers too. Amir was in what fucking hair metal band was he in? Rough cut. Yeah. Rough cut. Yeah. And uh, Amir and Jay, they produced Cole Chambers self-titled album, which is for those of you who know new metal royalty is fucking huge and we'll get to cold chamber later but they've got to be on the mount everest of, uh, <laughs> i would i would think so i would i would make a strong argument for them or you just put a big truck up there. <laughs> <laughs> so orgy their first album came out in 98 and it was called candy ass and it came out hard hard like dude that song destroyed the radio Yep, New Order's Blue Monday was their first single, and it was gangbusters. Well, I never heard the original one at that time. None of us had. Anybody who says they had is a fucking liar. Right, but that's how you discovered, you know, that's kind of how it was for me finding New Order and then finding, like, The Cure and all those other bands that I love so much now were probably because Orgy hit the scene. Yep, so that video was on constipation. And it propelled them to success, as did a prime spot on the Family Values Tour. Their follow-up song, however, is what I would say is probably their best song ever, which was Stitches. I would agree with that. Their whole visual aesthetic, whereas a lot of uh, the new metal bands, it's very tough. You got the Jinkos, the ball chain necklace, uh, you know, the getaway, go away, keep away, stay away, get back uh, kind of vibe going on. These guys totally embraced the goth side of that. And the glam side. I mean, like, they were um, somewhat androgynous. Like, Jay Gordon is a very androgynous person. Like, he would come out on stage wearing, like, a yellow girl's crop top shirt, you know, and makeup and stuff. They just did not play into a lot of those tough guy tropes right. that became so, you know, ubiquitous in new metal. Well, sure, um, and I think they- that's especially obvious on, on this album because, like, while it, there's still a lot of heavy guitars, it really tapered off compared to the first album. You know, it, it didn't right. bash you over the head. It's way more subtle. So um, they put out Candy Ass. It has these two huge singles. And then they put out Vapor Transmission. That comes out in October of 2000. At 2000, Corn is still doing strong numbers, but it's not 98. Uh, Woodstock 99 has already happened. And yeah. it seems like maybe the party is starting to come to a close. Yeah, you could definitely tell, like when you talked about like all the different kids in the lunchroom and mm-hmm. you know they all went on tour together, um, the dumb ones started to rise to the top um, and yep. like the jocks caught on. So like all of a sudden, like dudes in new metal video were wearing like basketball jerseys and like had like weird goatees and stuff. The thing to understand about Orgy is that 
while there is the tough guy, I'm going to smack you because you're a bitch, get back, go back side of things. There's also the artsy side of new metal, and they both exist in the same world. There's bands like Orgy, Deadsy, uh, Videodrone, who are very much more uh, about the uh, melancholy. Bowie and Gary Newman were just very much a huge part of kind of their whole aesthetic. So like all of those bands, if you're going to be in that scene, you have to write a concept album about the future. Mm -hmm. So in the year 2000, what does the future look like? Is it digital? It is. I think it's going to be digital. It's digital. Oh, there are. <laughs> l first, let's just get, get to the lyrics. <laughs> By and large, if you were to go back and ask somebody in 2000, name all the words that sound like they'll be used in the future. And then they just listed them all and then he put them into, into the song just arbitrarily. That would be it. Like, my hard drive, hardwired, digital, pixel dream. <laughs> like, I mean, just they're, they're, they make no sense, but they don't have to because it's a concept album. Although that's the problem is that no, I can't find any evidence where they actually said this is a concept album. No. Well, and like they, they use people's names, like, like Coheed and Cambria, right? But like Coheed and Cambria has like a story, mm -hmm. right? This is like... They're name dropping people. There's a race car driver at some point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and it like doesn't follow a storyline though. At all. At all. So this is we we are from the Matrix music, but this is um like Tommy if the Who was a little gay. <laughs> I, I mean like no offense. It's just very theatrical. Like as somebody that worked in and uh participated in theater for a long time, like I get a lot of that vibe. When this album came out. Would you like to know who gave it its highest rating? Oh, uh, yeah. Who? Alternative Press. So Alter Alternative Press is the most, like, scene hoppiest bullshit rag that I've ever, like, I remember, like, now you pick up an AP and it's like Fallout Boy and Jimmy Eat World and Paramore. Dude, I remember when Creed was on the cover in, like, 1997. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, the, in, um... Issue number 146, they said, Vapor Transmissions is a hymnal for brave new citizens who have adopted the Matrix as a religion while using artifice as deception for their sinister subtext. What the fuck does that mean? I don't mean? know, but the alliteration was dope. Sinister subtext. <laughs> At the bottom, Q Magazine said, Jay Gordon spends much of the record predictably preening his way through third-hand Bowie and third-rate Simon Le Bon impressions while the band labor on half-baked electro-metal. Preening. Predictably preening. preening. Gotta love that alliteration. Mm -hmm. I don't like that one. In between, it's a lot of middling. Uh, yeah, this is heavy. This is good. Uh, sounds like Marilyn Manson. It doesn't. Um, I but, think that there's some parts where the vocal range gets a little Marilyn Manson-y, but the music doesn't sound like Marilyn Manson at all. If you wore makeup and yeah. had boots with big buckles and like needless <laughs> straps and there was Dude, some sort of... <laughs> I had a pair of like nylon caffeine baggy pants that had like silver straps on them for some reason. They matched my corn soccer jersey so good. In that realm of orgy fashion, I had a pair of kickwares that were made of probably of the same like material that construction workers have uh, their vests made out of. <laughs> it's like reflective. 
I took every red cent that my grandmothers and aunts and uncles had sent me for my 16th birthday. And I made my parents drive me to Charlotte, which was an hour and a half away from our home so that I could go to this one head shop that I knew sold like corn t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> Cause you know, it's a the hot topic. Wasn't a thing. And like, depending on, you know, who the manager was at your Spencer's, you might not be getting oh, yeah, the hot for shirts sure. for sure. You know? So I knew this place was legit. So <laughs> We made a pilgrimage so that I could spend ninety dollars <laughs> on a pair of like construction worker vest pants. So oh, I wasn't man. making the best decisions back then, uh, uh, dude. I had a white glow in the dark ball chain necklace. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. As, you know, you know what happened was there was some guys sitting there with like, like there had been like a recall on anal beads and he's sitting there with like this <laughs> just glow in the dark anal beads and he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with these things? And then all of a sudden he's watching TRL and an orgy video comes on and he goes, fucking got it. Oh man, such a weird, weird, unfortunate time for fashion. It oh, really, man. truly was. Uh, it was probably the golden era of shoplifting, though, because people could hide anything in those pants. <laughs> I risked my future on so many terrible <laughs> albums, but Vapor Transmission. <laughs> uh, okay, so this album starts out with the song Vapor Transmission. And I wouldn't really call it a song. It's more of just that predictable noise intro. And this is how you really know that you're in the future because you have this robot voice that keeps on saying like, the vapor is about to be unleashed. <laughs> it's so bad. And like, you, you don't really know what, what's going like, on. Like the, at least when a Fear Factory album did that, you knew it was about to get like super heavy in a second. Yeah. Let, let me, I'm just gonna. Welcome to the Andrio system. Transmission <laughs> sequence activated. Vapor engaged. Awaiting transmission approval. Personification coordinates locked. Initializing vapor transmission sequence. Vapor released. Transmission active. Is this a concept album about a robot farting? <laughs> <laughs> that is a vapor transmission. Oh, God. Oh, Engaging man. vapor, releasing vapor, releasing vapor. Oh God, I'm about to release vapor. <laughs> no, transmit some vapors. Yeah, this is how you know that you're in the future when there is a robot voice counting down and talking about vapor sequence and shit like that. And then like it gives. I mean, it did. Hey, wait, did this like forecast like jewel pods? <laughs> Like, this is if a jewel pod was about vaping if a jewel pod was an album if a jewel pod could play music if you could plug the jewel pod in and just fire up winamp this is what would play okay so i like it so in our first episode we decided that godsmack sounds like a, tri a tribal tattoo of a turtle and now we've decided that orgy sounds like a jewel pod and then you know you, you get the drop and you go straight into sucker face one word and there's nothing really special. It's an orgy song. What I really discovered is that orgy, they're a good band, but they only have three songs. <laughs> and one of those is a cover. 
like we talked about earlier, Orgy Singer is way above average for a new metal band, but he just doesn't showcase himself well. The one of the things I do like about this album is, so Amir Durak doesn't play the guitar like a guitar in Orgy. He has one of those Roland V pickups or whatever, and he plays all the guitar parts through a Roland guitar synth. And it's not like a keytar, it's a regular guitar, but it's this specific like Roland device. It just, he, it's so textural and so cool. And he like interweaves it in and out. And like synth in like heavy music can be so incredibly cheesy and awful. And Orgy just, they really do it right. There are a few bands that are able to do kind of that Gary Newman industrial glam kind of synthy thing very well. Suckerface, it's a, it is a perfectly serviceable intro to an, uh, you know, first song on album. For me, it's more of like a song six than a song two, but, and, it, and this is really a song one because it's coming out of an introduction. Like it's just, it, the album doesn't start hot. We are going to slide head first into our sophomore slump. Yeah. Um, because this is followed up by the Odyssey, which again, like great drums. It's, it's a really good song. I could not tell you anything about like the lyrics. No, well, I feel like it sort of trips over itself lyrically. Like, it's got a line, what would you do if you finally believed in yourself, but you just don't know your ass from a hole in the ground? And I'm like, isn't this an album about space? <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, I believe in the same one, he says, the jockstrap boys. No, that's the, the pom-pom boys and the jockstrap girls. Like, we get it, dude, you're androgynous. <laughs> uh, on top of that, he starts dropping motherfucker, which just sounds weird for like a, yeah, that's not you, Jay. Come on, you're in, you're in space. What would, this, what would Starfleet say? Opticon, that's a that's a cool future word. Opticon sounds like the place where you get your glasses in space. <laughs> um, it's uh, this is the the song that I thought sounded like the background music for a fashion show in space. So, so, so <laughs> it this song, it's got it's got like some industrial guitar going on. Um, there's a decent little hook in the chorus that's a little Dandy Warhol-y. Yeah, it's the song that would be playing in an action movie when they have to like work their way through the crowd of like a goth rave in a warehouse and there's a band on the stage oh my god they're playing this song that this is you know what i mean right? i know exactly what you mean like in blade or in the crow like so oh yeah in the crow it was uh my life with the thrill kill cult that was the uh -huh. band you had to make your way through the crowd that was uh that was the first heavy song i ever heard in my life oh, was, uh, i think for a lot of us uh yeah and then in the crow city of angels it was the Deftones that you had to make your way through. New metal tie-in, baby! <laughs> Boom! So let, lead, us, lead us into the, the like, no doubt home run song on this album. Okay, so the song off this album, the thing, and I will say this, this song is so good that it actually carries the entire yeah. album. And that is fiction, parentheses, dreams of digital. Um, like most orgy songs, I have no fucking idea what this song is about, but it is a jam. Like, top tier of Orgy songs. It's like Stitches, then probably this one, and then probably Blue Monday, and then all of the rest of them are the same song. Rock solid vocal performance. Like, this one for me, like, when I heard it, it was on the radio, and I was like, play it again. How do I play it again? Like, it, it just grabbed me. And like, I, I assure you, if you haven't listened to this song and you don't want to listen to this album, just go listen to Fiction, Dreams, and Digital. It still holds up. Tons of digital effects, but it's never obnoxious. Uh, it's just so good. No, dude, like when we when we were getting ready for this episode, like I listened to this song over and over. And I remember I went out and got this CD. This was at a time. All right. So the year 2000 for Kevin was one, like this weird moment where 
I had been going to punk shows for a long time. I had been to hot water music shows. I had been to, uh, you know, see a veil however many times, like I was pretty much like deep into that side of music or the, the DIY scene. I loved this shit. Yeah. And I went out and I copped this album and I don't think I told a soul. Cause again, I cared a lot about being cool. Uh, yeah, but, and I will, I will get into my orgy story uh, it, a little bit later, but this album, I mean, it, it was, this song alone uh, did it for me. And then there are a few more in here that I probably, because I spent the $17 listened to a little bit more than anybody would on say Spotify, but dreams and digital. I, ha I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, Nick. It's your pixel army can't save you now. <laughs> that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. Guilty by design. She's nothing more than fiction. Like these are all just words. Yeah. In but digital. the dreams in digital is so cool so in 2000. Cool. The idea of, <laughs> of dreams in digital, like just those words, dreams in digital, three words put together in the year 2000 sounded like that was some futuristic oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. So this idea of like, the future was still this very kind of like when people were hacking in movies, like everything was a 3D construct and like all you had to do is say some really smart shit. Like I just need to splice the mainframe into the algorithm and you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, fuck, the future's insane. You're going to put like, like Johnny Mnemonic, you're going to just, you know, jack into the mainframe and then <laughs> surf the web. Information superhighway. <laughs> yeah, this is the shit you're dealing with. Now you give this to a bunch of dudes and tell them to write an album. This is what you get. And it's really not half bad. Dreams and Digital also was the, was the only music video off of this. And if you look at anything from this album, that video is still holds up. Yeah, it's got a lot of like twirly swinging the mic stand, like movement and color. I'm going to be very honest with you right now. Yes. Uh, Jay Gordon, the way that that man handles a mic stand, uh, he did it in the Blue Monday video, not so much in the Stitches video, brings it back a little in the Dreams and Digital video. He used, like, that is his weapon, and he just rocks that thing back and forth, yeah. like, with mechanical precision while he's just yeah. ripping the microphone. It's just like, <laughs> it's like fucking Indiana Jones just everywhere. So my, my local band, no reason why, my punk band, uh, which was modeled, you know, heavily after like no effects and lag wagon. You stole the move. Dude, I stole that move so <laughs> fucking much. And my bandmates were like, can you please stop doing that shit? Because <laughs> it, it, they watched TRL and they're like, can you please stop doing that orgy thing? <laughs> It, it did not work. It did not work at the somewhere else tavern uh, <laughs> to, to five people. Uh, Your mom probably thought it was cool, though. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. And you know what? Like, no, my mom was drinking beer and shooting pool with the locals in the back. She wasn't watching my fucking band. Uh, and on top of that, I didn't even have the right mic. I didn't have like the stand up mic. I had the one with the little arm on it. So it didn't look nearly as cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wasn't oh Jay God. Gordon. I, my music oh. didn't sound like Orgy. And I didn't have the right mic stand. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? But it looked awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, it, whatever, man. 
Right. I, I'm glad you told me that story. Yeah. So the uh, the dreams of digital video. It's your typical early 2000s multi million dollar production. It's the space fashion show. <laughs> it's it is a space. There's like these like ma eunuch mannequins with uh, future assault rifles, and then there's this girl who's like dancing around orgies playing in like these hologram prisons with like and, the craziest guitars you've ever seen and then they do this thing uh the guitarist does this thing that is another like classic i'm from the future new metal move where they have the guitar and he does these very calculated robotic motions when he's playing the guitar static x does it a lot where it's just like they strum a chord and then he goes down like a like just a broken robot looks awesome i'm not gonna lie he's got like that cool silver paint yeah, streak he's on got his the face. silver paint streak he's doing the robotic thing <clears throat> while the bassist is doing the uh i am bent all the way over my forehead is almost to my sneakers playing the bass uh and jumping up and down jay gordon's got the mic snap it ends with this very weird cutaway of jay gordon and this mystery future girl in this uh weird space dome and then she just takes her fucking skin off and she's a robot. <laughs> and that's how it ends. So that's that's the big song. We'll kind of get through the rest here. Eva is probably going to be the most emotional and grounded song. It's uh, named after the mother of uh, one of the producers, uh, Josh Abram, whose mother passed away while they were recording this. And uh, it's actually a very touching song. It's done very well. I really don't have anything bad to say about it. It's a great song. No, I I, uh, I was wondering what it was about because it doesn't match the rest of the it, album. At all. Lyrically. At all. And it's just like after the, the hit, it was weird. So I went over to Genius.com and I learned that story from New Metal Tigers, user <laughs> on Genius. Um, that's where I heard that story from. 107, it's a song. I I have no notes on 107. No, no one on does. My, my notes, it literally, like, I have notes on every song. Yeah. There's no notes no. on 107. It is a song. <laughs> it is a song that Orgy wrote. It exists. It's probably in the Library of Congress. That's all I have. That's it. Um, so, Dramatica. Oh. Like, that song's about a drug-fueled three-way, isn't it? I, that, that's, that's all I could get from it. <sighs> Next up is Eyes Radio Lies. You want to know what my notes say for this one? Please. I kind of like this one. So That's do I. It. So you know, this is, you know what I really like about this one? The intro. Other than that, you get more nonsense lyrics. Watching you painted in Chrome Max Factor. Yeah, that's the. this is the song about the race car driver. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Race Car Driver. You know I'm watching you too in the trauma room, brain dead. Still, you went faster. Now your number means nothing. I, and so I made a... Um, Always sunny in Philadelphia joke earlier. This sounds like Charlie wrote it. <laughs> With all that's fake, there's sense to make from toys that break. It's now the world. It's, it's a total song. Charlie song. Holy shit. That's, oh, that's depressing. I loved this album. Uh, Saving Faces, this is yet again a song by Orgy. <laughs> says, okay, gotta be honest. It's all starting to blend together for me at this point. <laughs> This is the point where I go, man, I really want to listen to fiction again. Recreation is up next. So what I noted on Recreation on, again, it's a song that Orgy wrote and performed, but it's really, really well recorded and produced. 
like the guitars punch you right out of the gate. The synth stuff is really cool. The ba the way the bass was recorded is really good. I really, really like the chorus of this song. I think that the chorus is super well written. Uh, I actually kind of like the lyrics. Uh, what I can't get past is just like the first out the gate verse. I could have made a wish, but it wouldn't come true. The white trash bitch controls you. Born and raised in a trailer park. <laughs> it just feels so off from the rest of the song. Like he brought us back to Earth? Yeah, I don't want to be on Earth. What's a space trailer park like? You know, it's probably actually pretty nice. <laughs> space trailer, band name, book it. Next up is Chasing Sirens. It's all blending together at this point. Yeah, but... But this is the most new metal track on this album. It is. There, there was a plan in place here. Okay, we're for sure going to be on Family Values again. We need a mosher. Yeah, man. It's got pummeling, like syncopated guitars. He's talking about what's wrong with his mind. Put that shit in my veins. That's, that's the new metal I'm here for. I get the sense that like this is not the direction. They did not want to be like grouped in with all these other bands. But if you look at any article of the time, it's like Marilyn Manson meets corn. And it's really fucking not. No, I don't think so. So where's Gerald? Uh kind of brings <clears throat> brings us to the end. Yeah, who's Gerald? I don't know. Where is he? <laughs> but the lyrics are bizarre. One of the lyrics in this track is um transglobal spectacle with post-mortem fame. Popsicle cannibal. Can you hear me? Fucking print it. Done. Uh, there is a secret track on here called The Spectrum. I have not listened to it. Neither have I. <laughs> or no, I take that back. I have listened to it. I listened to it when I bought this album. I don't remember it. That brings us to the end of Vapor Transmission, which <sighs> revisiting it is one really good song packed between like 12 other songs that are just okay. Nick, do you have any stories about Orgy? No, uh, I had an Orgy poster on my bedroom wall in high school. Have you ever seen Orgy live? I didn't. I did see Orgy. I saw Orgy on this tour. And again, this was a very strange time in kind of my musical life. Uh, there are things I very much loved, but I wasn't comfortable enough, like kind of myself to, you know, I had to play to a role. I had to play to type. But I went with my girlfriend at the time for my birthday. And I went and saw Orgy and Charlotte at like the Jingle Ball from whatever the local radio station was. And there were only two bands I remember that played. And one of those was Orgy, who, was who I went to go see. The other one was Collective Soul. Orgy, they looked like they really did not want to be there. It's got to be really frustrating to have your entire career be remembered for somebody else's song. And to constantly have to play that and to constantly have to close with your biggest song, which you did not write. They were fine. They just looked like they were exhausted. And I'm sure they were from playing jingle balls all across the United States for every single local radio station. I loved it, though. I loved it. I was in the front, and I was wearing an Avail shirt. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it was, like, it was this weird mixture of, like, I'm really into this one thing, but fuck, I really love like the uh, theater that was lacking from punk rock. There was no theater there. There was no like kind of yeah, oh, definitely. No drama uh, or your sense of like production to it. Yeah. And I mean, that was the point of it, right? Yeah. So I saw it and a, lo a lot like Orgy, it's like I have fond memories of it, but I could not call recall anything specific. The, the thing I really remember about that night is that I got a speeding ticket on my way home. I'm glad you got to see him. I, I do think it's kind of cool that like, 
yeah, I mean, you and I, our whole lives have gone to a lot of shows, but this is like right at the era when I started going to shows. And new metal was so different than punk rock, where like you couldn't just go see one of these bands. Like so there were tears, there were your corn and your disturbed, and like the bands that were way up there. And then there were your, mm -hmm. you know, Edema's and, you know, Power Man 5000. Speaking of Edema, I don't know if you know this, <clears throat> but Ryan Shuck from Orgy is the lead singer of Edema now. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's Orgy. So coming back from the year 3000, what are you listening to now? I'm a huge Every Time I Die fan, and uh, they're teasing their new album. And I saw that a band that I'd never heard of before called While She Sleeps was taking them out on a European tour. And While She Sleeps was the headliner, which I thought was odd. So I put on their new album, So What? It is a very new metal album cover. It's got a new metal font and like 4x12 Marshall Cab with a red question mark on it. It's super obnoxious. And lo and behold, it kind of is new metal. It's like got elements of metalcore and new metal. And I really, really like it. They took He Is Legend out uh, and I got to see them in a small club here in Kansas City, I don't know, a month and a half ago. I don't, the quarantine's been so long, I've lost track of time. But it was a, it was a solid show. They sounded good live. I mean, they, a lot of tracks, but uh, uh, it's a good record. So that's So What by Why She Sleeps. Yeah, and on my end, I've got A Beautiful Place to Drown by Silverstein. This was, Silverstein was actually the last band I saw before uh, the quarantine canceled. Prequel. Yeah, canceled all tours. But yeah, and, you know, Silverstein kind of gets looked over a lot, but they, uh, on this tour, it was their 20th anniversary tour. And I think as far as like solid career bands go that put out, you know, consistently good and engaging albums, like I forgot how many of their fucking songs I love. Uh, this one's a little different. It's got like some, you know, pop sensibilities to it. It's got a, like a Princess Nokia. If you've ever heard her, she makes some appearance on it. The singer from Beartooth, uh, who used to be the singer for, uh, uh, what was that Crabcore band, Attack Attack. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I had no idea it was the singer of Beartooth I either. I didn't know that either. But um, yeah, uh, Aaron West from uh, Wonder Years, he makes an appearance on it. So like, it's a lot of guest stars. It's a lot of like, uh, there's some pop production on it. But it's one of those things where Silverstein has proven themselves to be amazing at what they do that it's like, okay, let's hear you try something different. Uh, I really dig it a lot. And uh, it just brings me back to a fun time um, of a month ago where I could go see shows. So check that out. It's a really great album. Uh, I especially love that track, Madness with Princess Nokia and uh, the song uh, Infinite. That's a really, really good one. That's what I got. Cool. I love it. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, we'll be back uh, with another one. So you can follow us on social media at Days of the New. That's D-A-Y-Z of the New and you on Instagram and Twitter. If there's an album you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and let us know. Tell your friends. This is a new show. And we're going to try and uh, get, uh, get some traction behind it. Uh, you can find me. This is Nick on uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, at Nick underscore the underscore knife. And you can find me on uh, Instagram, and that is KJ Delory, D E L U R Y. And you can't find me on Twitter because it's a toxic fucking cesspool. Till next time, go away! <laughs> <laughs> Get